This is the Fantasy Road Show. Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts. You can call me Truck. To my left, you can call him Calls. And down on the bottom, we got Shane O'Mac. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Trucker, at Calls underscore Sports, at S McCormick underscore FF. While you're at it, follow the show at Fantasy Road Show. We are back. Season two kickoff. Boys, how we doing? I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. How's yeah. it going, Shane? How you doing, buddy? Man, it's been good. Man, hearing that music, it just ah, oh, it's goosebumps going. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, it's been too long. A lot of things have happened, both with the show and then also in the NFL landscape. So we got a lot to get into. But um, yeah, definitely the it feels weird and I, right when i heard the music i was like all right we're on ready let's to go. go yeah um i, I do want to start off by saying this episode is brought to you by rule one proteins go to www.rule1proteins.com enter promo code roadies 40 at checkout for 40 percent off that's roadies 40 for 40 percent off um yes, we are sir. here today we're here talking uh things we've learned from the 2023 season to bring us into the 2024 season to kind of help us um, you know, lessons we've learned, stuff, and then kind of a, an update about what we're doing this offseason, where we're going, um, kind of our status updates. So uh, we're here to let you guys know what's going on and uh, keep you in tune. So please like, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we are uh, at uh, youtube.com slash the fantasy roadshow, or maybe not yet. We got to maybe build up our subscribers a little bit, but uh, uh, well, stay yeah. tuned. We got a lot coming for you. We'll keep, we'll make sure we keep our YouTube channel in like the podcast form uh, subject. We're, we're going to, I mean, that's our main priority right now is blasting out our YouTube channel as much as possible, gaining subscribers, getting our content out there, regaining some of our uh, roadies that we've built on uh, the sports ethos um, channel. But you know, I, it's, we're I, we'll get into it, but we're all very thankful for the opportunity that we had at Sports Ethos. Nothing but great things to say there, and uh, obviously met Shano Mack through that experience, and um, are going to be a lot better for it. Season two, I think we're going to be able to produce a lot better quality quality content and like the way that we want to do everything, and not have to think about um, you know anything else. But anyways, yeah. And then uh, we're also going to be plugging our Instagram, our, uh, our our the YouTube we just talked about, uh, TikTok channel. We're going to be on all forms of media for you guys to uh, check us out and consume the content whichever way you want to. So uh, yeah. be on the looks out for that. Um, other than that, did, did I miss anything? Uh, no, super exciting. Um, yeah, I think let's just kind of get into uh, get into it and go through some takeaways what we learned in season one and kind of where we're at right now yeah i feel like this season has has shown us a lot and uh like you know as i well, we went from doing nothing like at yeah. all zero content creation zero followers on twitter i think shane o'mac is in the same boat like this was your first year doing fantasy content yep. is that right yep it was yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, I, I just feel like this season really taught us a lot. So uh, we're going to dive right into it. Um, it wouldn't be a brand new episode without Shane kicking it off for us. So Shane, why don't you go ahead and kick it off for us and let us off. know uh, what's your first thing that you learned from this season that you want to bring into next season? Yeah, I think for me it was, and I was I was guilty of, of making this mistake early on, but um, 
you got to spin that fab early in the season. I missed out on a lot of kind of potential league winners in those first six weeks because I did not make the commitment of fab that I should have. So when you're talking about Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, Puka was the biggest one I thought I really missed out on. Um, you know, A-Chain had his stretch. Um, even Laporta in a lot of leagues was available on fab. Oh, always. I just, early on, like the first six weeks, I didn't spend enough. I had it. I just, I was like, oh, don't, don't waste 70% of that now. Um, and I think that was my biggest takeaway. I should have more confidence in my ability to pluck out guys later if I'm low on fab. Yeah, that's, that is the number one thing on my list as well. It's um, the best way to spend your fab is to dump it immediately on impact players. Like, Coles, you talked about it, dude. Kyron Williams, when that week came out, and you're like, I'm spending it all. And I'm like, yeah. what? What are you talking yeah. about? And it turns out that would have been the best thing you could have done this entire fantasy season. The other the – other, so we're going to talk about – two of my wins early on which there's plenty of losses but the other one was the a chain highlight the win <laughs> yeah the other was the a chain so i was extremely right about kyron and then extremely right about a chain remember it was literally that week he popped off um and then i even in that ta- that same take i said and then when he does pop off sell him um and my reasoning was for him to be because he's a texas a&m aggie but you know, because of his injury, he's a smaller guy. Like, so um, I just thought like the hype around him, but anyways, those were the two that I, I definitely hit on, but for Kyron in me, like I just, I watched that game and I think Cam Akers had like whatever, 20 something carries, but they were all garbage time, like mm-hmm. two yard runs. And I was like, man, Kyron looks good. And I know what a McVay running back does production wise like i would rather just accept cut my losses you got to remove all bias right like we were high on acres but more so we were high on that position right running back for the rams so Mm -hmm. i just knew like it's okay to be wrong cut your ties you want kyron you know what i mean like that's Mm -hmm. how how do you how do you plug for your mistake your sixth round acres draft pick swing and miss is by getting that guy and obviously i could have never expected him to be what top three running back i don't know what he finished yeah top three running back whatever he finished at but yeah that's shano mac that's any league that i typically do um and i don't typically do fab but like same in fantasy basketball i'm in one league which will probably be my last year ever doing it because i haven't paid attention (laughs) at all but it, it was always like early on there's gonna be guys out there and you gotta like be very active and it's same with fab um you're right like people will hang on to it which is a good strategy you want it at the end of the season you can control a lot that way but you're not gonna get i feel like the the, the days of the nfl where a big running back injury would happen and then that guy comes available and it's a swarm on, on waivers that's died a little bit because the NFL has shifted to multiple running backs being relevant. So there's not as many of those guys on the wire, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Swift and Jamal Williams last year in Detroit. Like there's so many running back by committees with maybe a scat back who catches five balls. There's value there. So he's already on a roster. So I feel like that 
kind of goes away a little bit and there's a limited amount of those players but i don't know yeah. i just talked for a while <laughs> it's all good it's not 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 a new season without calls going on a rant you know um I, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about that made sense game. at least right no it did it absolutely okay. everything it was it made sense i was following along you're good okay um one of the things that i'm learning from this season taking the next is i am no longer going to in uh you know hear people call certain players injury prone injury prone is out of the window for me uh, I'm not listening to it anymore. Injuries are so sporadic and they can happen to anybody at any time. You know, we talked about most early on in the season. The reason why Coles and I were drafting Jeff Wilson a lot is because of the age and um, people said that he was injury prone. Um, Christian McCaffrey, injury prone. There's a lot of players that had that designation that, you know, didn't get injured this year. I don't have a list of them on hand, but I know there's a lot. So yeah. I'm just not, I'm not going to entertain that, that tidbit anymore. Injury prone. Um, not, not a thing so yeah so uh, it's because we highlighted a couple of wins early on let's highlight a, a big miss and that was we were all over the the dolphins running back room in the wrong places like we, we could we should have been splitting our bets there right like yeah don't go all in on wilson i think our underdog share was like pretty significant he was like a top four or five guy that we had owned maybe even more than that if it's a role where we aren't sure and there's two backs that have produced for mcdaniel like those two split our bets right like half of our entries would have been absolute home runs with um with Mostert there so yeah that's a great one mm-hmm. calls what do you got i actually took a, in very close fashion i took this completely <laughs> I, took, I, took, I took this completely different well i guess there's no Shocker. wrong way there's no wrong way to do something but no um take away from season one what i learned i was more so speaking of like being in the content game and producing <laughs> fantasy stuff no this is strictly that, fantasy football like what, what did yeah. we learn fantasy wise oh that yeah kind of yeah i don't know um, I'll have to think about that because I took it a different way. Okay, um, well, Shane, we'll kick it to you. What, what's, uh, what's the next thing on your list, buddy? Yeah, this one got me to this year because I I I dropped a couple of these guys, and you just you've got to be patient with the rookies. And there was two guys that I like. I drafted Rishi Rice late in a lot of drafts, but then I dropped him in a couple of leagues. Um, I did the same thing with. Uh, you know, Stroud at the beginning of the year, I had dropped him for, you know, some other guys that popped early in the year. But if you look at like Rasheed Rice and Stroud and Tank Dell and Jordan Addison and Dalton Kincaid, even like, even though Kincaid started off slow, I mean, he had that like five or six week stretch where he was a top three tight end. I mean, Jameer Gibbs, another guy who just, if you would stayed patient, I think the last, what, six weeks he was probably a top five running back yeah he was so you just gotta hold on and be patient for those for those guys yeah and patience is a virtue when it comes to fantasy football man people get um very impatient uh, week by week you you know you have a lot you only have a certain amount of roster spots so um you feel that if someone's not producing immediately you there's no room for them on your bench so um that's it's tough that's very, very tough to to be patient with someone like, you know, um, even uh, um, 
uh, Jaden Reed. You know what I mean? Like someone yeah. like that, um, we ended up dropping and uh, probably needed him for a keeper league that we got going on. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, my, and that kind of goes. Yeah, right I wonder what happened there. That was a weird one. I don't know when that drop happened because he, yeah. I think week two, he had 19 points. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah. But um, no, Shane, that kind of feeds into what I was going to say here is um, take a chance on rookie wide receivers. Um, it, it's been, and this isn't something we just learned this year. This is something that's kind of been building ever since, you know, the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, rookie wide receivers have an impact pretty much right away. We saw Jordan Addison have a great season. We saw Puka Nakua. Obviously, he wasn't really drafted much, but, um, you know, uh, Rasheed Rice. A lot of these rookie wide receivers that you can draft late um, can have a major impact. So take a chance on them later on in drafts. I'm going to be looking forward to that this year, especially with this uh, really, really strong rookie wide receiver draft class yeah. coming in this next year. Um, but, yeah, rookie wide receivers – Take a chance yeah. on a couple of them for sure. That's definitely what I'll be doing next year. Yeah, that that's what I was – I don't know if I'm cutting anyone off because I've just got a little choppy feed, but um, I that's what I was going to highlight is that this incoming class is outstanding. Um, and we'll get into that, I think, in our third episode of Season 2. Um, we're going to do our rookie rankings, but, I mean, you have – Obviously, Marvin Harrison's going to transcend that position. Like they're saying, his player comp is Calvin Johnson. Um, like unreal, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have a Dunze, neighbors, uh, Brian Thomas, the other wide receiver from LSU. Which I need to do a little bit more film on. Which sounds ridiculous because I obviously watched every LSU game, but. I didn't look at Brian Thomas as a first round wide receiver, and apparently he's like potentially going to go in the top 15 which is insane insane to me but um i gotta do a little bit more talent evaluation there but you have um you know keon coleman is thought of as a mm -hmm. further back in the top 10 in preseason i had him as like number two behind marvin harrison you know, i thought he was outstanding um so very interested to see where those guys all land but um it, it's just passing in general um, it's such a pass-friendly league now. Uh, tight ends, as we saw, you know, the whole knock of rookie tight ends not performing. The league's never highlighted the tight end in the passing game as much as they have now, right? No, um, yeah. uh, so uh, that, to me, is what I was preaching all preseason. And, you know, just because it hadn't happened yet, you heard that whole narrative getting pounded by some, some analysts. But um, that should go away, you know. Um, there's JT Sanders and Brock Bowers are coming out this year. Those are two guys who are going to step in and perform right away as rookies. Um, they're just so talented, but yeah, rookie wide receiver. I can, I, I can definitely co-sign that. Yeah. Um, Coles, did you think of any yet or you still need some time? <laughs> no, I'm not going to think of any. Okay. Well, why don't you give us, give I, I couldn't something. like I could I could if you want me to, but I would be so us, checked out from the episode. No, we'll, we'll, hey, truck, we we will provide it, and Coles will come in with the color commentary on. I love it. Yeah. I love that idea. Um, Coles, I'll think of something, but it's one of those things, dude. Give me brain. what you had prepared. What was something you learned from content okay. creating yeah. that you're taking into the yeah. next season? How about that? I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like just 
about the community in general, the like Twitter community and the fantasy football community, I thought was extremely like welcoming in that, like, you know, we had Mendelssohn, Bogman, Jesse Morse, like guys like that who are, I mean, Jesse Morse was on Pat McAfee's show, right? Like he's, he doesn't have, like he's got a good amount of followers and was just so like, just nice about wanting to come on. And, you know, um, so I thought that was really cool how it's not, doesn't seem to be very clicky and that everyone's just like so in love with fantasy sports that they just want to talk ball with everyone is mm -hmm. kind of how it felt. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, one of my main takeaways. Uh, so I don't know. That's kind of where I went with it more so than in, in league type of things. Yeah, no, absolutely. This, um, this uh, community definitely opened uh, us with, uh, welcomed us with open arms for sure. Yeah, I uh, I learned that I am a best ball player. Um, I don't like season long redraft leagues. I'm gonna <laughs> shrink the amount that I'm in significantly. I'm a best ball guy, and I played guillotine for the first time this year. Guillotine was an outstanding format. I'll be in as many guillotine leagues as I can find, or at least a few. I'd like to be in like a high stakes guillotine league and and then just kind of introducing other people to that format. I know we want to do listener leagues. We'll talk about that in a second, but guillotine was outstanding. I love best ball. Um, I, I want to do a best ball redraft league because I think that would be even better to where you're managing a roster, but you don't have to necessarily kill yourself when um, – Shane O'Mac at the end of the week sees a little bit of wind in Foxborough and sits all yeah. players in that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just love best ball. I think it's as much luck you can take away from it and have skill um, really shine through. That's my fantasy sports. I want as much skill based uh, as possible. Yeah, so. absolutely. I don't know. That's more about like what I learned about what I like personally. Um, Shane, what do you got? Um, so the other thing I had noticed was like, and I didn't really go into it with the strategy this year, but I, it stood out throughout the year. Like when you're drafting players, like it, it seems like it should be obvious, but I mean, target those good offenses as a yeah. whole that have a good also got play calling, but also at least a good facilitator type quarterback on that offense. So if you look at the Dolphins, look at all of those top options they had, Mostert, A-Chain, Tyreek, and then you got obviously the 49ers with all of theirs. But then you had like the Lions produced like Gibbs and Monty and Goff and Laporta and St. Brown. And the Rams also had top 20 guys and the Texans had top 20 guys. I mean, all of them had really good offenses, at least a very adequate, good quarterback. Um, you know, we thought people like Washington had good offenses in Atlanta, but the problem was the quarterback component of it really stunk. Um, so that stood out to me. That's I didn't take that into account. Quarterback was, or coach? When I, well, both. And so, like, the example I think of is I had a ton of B. John Robinson exposure, and I just didn't take into account the quarterback 
mess that was there. I thought he could overcome it. And then obviously the coaching mess. Yeah. The talent was evident, right? So dynasty, there's less of that, but for sure in redraft talent um, is dependent a lot on situation. Um, So some of that you can't control some's injury, but I completely agree. Like, there are definitely some takes that I made that I'm like, why did I think that? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll have to come back on a specific example, but Jamal Williams, like why did I expect him to step in and have a touchdown role um, kind of like what he had in, in, uh, in Detroit? Yeah. Why do I think that he was just going to have that same role? You know, things like that. Um, obviously, he was banged up and whatever, but like Kamara's the guy there. Of course, if Kamara's running well, he's great at the goal line. They're not going to just give Jamal the um, that role because he had, you know, 17 touchdowns or whatever it was the year before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just being confident in like being confident in your takes too. I mean, fading tank Bigsby when the entire industry is saying like, Oh, this guy's named tank. He's going to be an awesome running back. Uh, Draft him everywhere you can. Um, That's just important to stand behind your takes. And like we faded him completely in basketball. And that was, you know, one of the reasons why we had a lot of success. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my next uh, quarterback injuries. <laughs> well, yeah, that was that was going to be one I, did, of my. I other mean, ones. like, did we learn anything about quarterback injuries? Or well, for me, for me, I'll, I'll speak on this real quick. Um, this was the year why? of the backup quarterback. Um, well, why we saw... was that? Why was that so such a th- like? What's well, happening? I, that quarterbacks. I don't know. This. I think this was an anomaly. That's what I'll chalk it up I, as. I hope uh, so. I, yeah. I just think it was. It's something we haven't seen in many, many years, if ever, um, with the quarterback position getting uh, hit this much this season. But um, going into next season, just, you know, if you're in a regular redraft league, don't just draft one quarterback. Um, take a shot on someone later on just to, to put them on your roster just in case anything happened. And then realistically, yeah. man, I, I know we drafted, we were all over Josh Allen early. We drafted Josh mm-hmm. Allen in the second or third round. Wouldn't change um, that. I'm going to do the yeah. same exact thing next year. Yeah, exactly. But I know a lot of people might be um, worried or might be changing their strategy as to not draft an early quarterback. And I think that's a wrong. Well, I'm telling our roadies out there that don't fall into that trap. Like, no, um, y'all don't draft. Keep Josh Allen for us. um, Drafting Josh Allen was a great thing. You know, Jalen Hurts was awesome this year. Really, the only one that really took a hit was Patrick Mahomes. But uh, realistically, he still had a decent season. So, um, don't be afraid to draft that quarterback early um, and draft them uh, to me ahead of the, the this is like a two-parter is the, the wide receiver two, the high end wide receiver twos did not pan out. Devonta Smith, T Higgins um, uh, help me out here. Jalen Waddle. You know what I mean? These guys are not in the same tier as that, that uh, second tier wide receivers like Amon Ross St. Brown, mm-hmm. um, you know, all those other guys, CD lamb, AJ Brown, these guys are, so much better than their counterparts 
that, you know, they they don't deserve to be drafted in that round. So I'm going to be taking that into next season. I'll be avoiding those wide receiver twos, those high end wide receiver twos. And I'll be grabbing my, my you know, that that uh, star studded quarterback instead wow. or um, tight end. Hertz so. did remain very good <laughs> with how bad of a team they were. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is this what second year in a row? Hertz and Allen were top three. So yeah. And, well, yeah. for Allen, he's been I think four or five yeah, years yeah, in a yeah, row. Forever. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been I, about four yeah. or five years for sure. So yeah. Let's talk about that. How does your quarterback strategy change going into um, next year? Because like for me. I'm going to be drafting Josh Allen every single league at the two, three turn, just like I have been for the last few years. I just think you just can't swing and miss in those rounds. And you're not going to with Josh Allen. Like who cares if he throws two picks like that offense is Josh Allen. They are a high powered offense that like, I'm not, maybe not going to go for digs, you know, like um, I still think, there's different pieces that you can get in the offense, but it's not like we're going to force feed digs like CD lamb gets in, in, in for the Dallas. Like it's all about Josh Allen and however he can get the ball in the end zone. That's what the offense is based around. Like, um, so yeah, I think my strategy going into next year is get Josh Allen at that turn. If not, if he gets taken, then I'm probably waiting. Um, It'll be interesting to see like where a Stroud goes, um, but I'm probably waiting and taking someone late. Like Trevor Lawrence is probably going to go undrafted or something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, my strategy next year is I, I want a quarterback Herbert. in the first five rounds. I want a quarterback, one of those elite quarterbacks. Um, I want one of them on my team. I think they're a difference maker, and I'm not afraid of all the injuries that happened this year. I don't think it's going to happen again, so. That's kind of where I'm at. Shane yeah, and I'm and I'm gonna be, you know, I'm not gonna be afraid. Also, I think the other thing with quarterbacks, I notice, like, if you're taking, I like what you said, Chuck, about taking a second one. And I am gonna be, you know, I'm gonna lean, and I won't mind taking a, a rookie second one either. So, uh, if Anthony Richardson had not gotten hurt this year and it wasn't a lower leg injury, it was a shoulder, but he was getting ready to explode and be yeah. what Stroud ended up being. I could see that happening this year with like a Jaden Daniels, perhaps, or, you know, somebody that can make things happen with their legs, depending on where they go, obviously. But I think there could be one or two of those rookies. This is what the best quarterback rookie class we've had in a while. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Those dual threat quarterbacks are, are legit this year. So um, target those next year. Um, Shane, what do you got anything else on your list? No, we touched. That was, I was trying to talk about so the dual threat and the quarterbacks, uh, same thing. Uh, I just, I'm kind of like you, like, I don't think we're going to be able to predict like quarterback five through 10. So I'm not going to put much credence into, you know, Jordan love and say, Oh, for sure. He'll be QB five next year on my board or, you know, golf or Baker Mayfield. He's QB eight. I just, I don't, it's hard for me to see that happening again next year. I think yeah. I'll probably be tilting back to the Justin Herberts and um, the Trevor Lawrence is even so, but, but yeah. you're right. You're right in that. 
like that's how you succeed in fantasy football for sure on the best ball side, but also redraft. Like there's going to be another Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that we thought were going to be in the bottom and end up being like for perfect example is, you know, we were very high on Nico Collins. Um, and, uh, I don't know what the instinct on, how lucky we got with Jerome Ford, but that was another guy that like all over Jerome Ford and Nico Collins. Um, That was an industry looking at like a Texans team that they're just going to be the the same old Texans and there's not going to be many production out of that offense and they're in the playoffs. So there's teams that surprised. Same thing with Jordan Love. We were all over Jordan Love. Um, I love Jaden Reed. Uh, a little bit of Romeo Dobbs in there, but obviously Reed is going to be the big, the big uh, player moving forward, but mm-hmm. taking those bets and making a hard stance on guys you can get late, but making sure you just ride that in, ride that home. Like you're not Jordan love probably went undrafted in most leagues. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think the only time I probably looked at him late would be for like a keeper league, but you know, I thought he's a legitimate good quarterback, ended up coming true. I should have drafted him in the last round of every single keeper league that I'm in, you know, like yeah. those kind of stances, just staying true to them. If you have a if you have a strong instinct on something, then like stay true to it throughout and, and make sure they're they're reflected in every team of yours. Yeah, they could change things completely, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, I got a couple more things on my list that I just want to talk about real quick. And uh, it's it's trust the talent. Uh, and this kind of goes in two different aspects of what I want to talk about. Um, players that get suspended or have a minor injury that are very talented and have a draft discount, take a chance on them. We saw what Alvin Kamara did this year. Um, he was suspended and he, he's crazy talented. We all know that. And, you know, I, I'm mad that I didn't draft him in almost every league. And that goes that goes for a lot of uh, players that end up in that situation that either suspended or minor injury and have a discount on their uh, their draft capital. So um, and then that goes into another uh, part of it where um, talent is a better metric than situation. So like uh, players that had a really good situation this year, someone that we were very down on was uh, Alexander Madison. Wait, um, we're now we're contradicting ourselves, though. Talent what? is a. Because earlier we literally just said about Shane O'Mac getting Bijan Robinson that don't always go straight talent and consider the situation because he got burned on Bijan. Yes, he got burned on Bijan because of the uh, the uh, numb nuts for the situation uh, over there. Yes. <laughs> the situation. However, generally speaking, for me, um, if there's players in the same pool. And there's someone that has a really good situation, but I don't think they're as talented as someone else with a worse situation. I'm going with the talent as opposed to that situation. That's just yeah. Well, if someone's I, totally dog shit, like let's say Miles Sanders, Alexander Madison are probably the two best that come to mm-hmm. mind there. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're in great situations, but like watch some tape. Neither of them are good. Yeah. Um, for sure, a hundred percent. That goes yeah, back to just like sticking to your guns and like having a strong stance. Like when someone's on your do not draft list, they're 
do not fucking draft them. You did it with you did it with fucking Damian, uh, Damian Pierce, Pierce right at the end oh. of the league. You're like you literally te- text you slacked us and you're like I just drafted Damian Pierce. I have no idea why I just did that. Yeah, that was a like, uh, that was a bad move. But yeah. turns out he was someone that you did not want to draft. So stick um, to your guns a win for me. That's, yeah, absolutely. Stick my, to your guns. Probably my biggest thing is stick to your guns. You always hear me say it. It's because like. Uh, trust your rankings you know there's a reason why you put all this work into your rankings if you have someone on your do not draft list don't fucking draft yep absolutely amen um but yeah i think that's about covers uh the things that we learned from the 2023 season that we're going to be taking into us with next season um and now we're just going to kind of cover some uh some groundwork for for what's to come from the fantasy roadshow what to expect yeah. uh, and so forth coles do you want to take it away yeah, just to wrap that up, um, do you do we think that Taylor Swift is going to have a fantasy team next year? I wouldn't doubt it, but uh, I probably not. Okay. Um, <laughs> so heading into season two, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah kind of uh, stuff to expect for this offseason, um, uh, what, what you can expect from the Fantasy Roadshow. Yeah, um, I'm interested. Well, when are, are we going to talk about coaching after this? Because I want to talk about coaches as well. Yeah, let's just cover uh, what to expect um, from for next show. year. Yeah. Okay. For this off season, not yeah, for yeah. next year. For just the off season. Yeah, just off season content okay. uh, over the next couple months. This is kind of yeah. what we're laying out for the. People. All right. Episode two, season two is going to be way too, uh, way too early, twenty twenty four rankings. Um, honestly, like this is just a good way to have a, and I suggest like listeners, roadies, you do this as well. It's just mm-hmm. a good way to like, as this season's still fresh on your brain, mm-hmm. make a outline of what you're going to be starting at. Like once we make our rankings, we're not going to touch them until we add rookies into them after the draft. Mm-hmm. And then as season goes on and things happen, like as off season goes on, we're going to be, you know, tweaking things with, uh, player news, free agency news, that kind of thing. So um, this is a very good practice to, you know, while everything's fresh, get an outline going, and then um, you have a lot to work with when the time comes. So that is going to be episode two, way too early, or way too early 2024 rankings. And then three will be rookie rankings. Um, and then, I mean, from there, like, I think we're going to be talking about the playoffs each week, like uh, in, in those episodes, but um, different content that we're going to bring out. I mean, free agency news. I think we'll be all over that. We'll do, you know, one episode on free agency. This is, I, I already sent a graphic in our Slack channel, but, you know, we can go over these are the players that are going to be free agents. This is the impact on their current team. Um, you know, for example, Derrick Henry, like Ty J Spears gets a bump, uh, where he lands is going to determine his fantasy value next year. So I think that's going to be an episode that we can probably have some really valuable content made out of. Um, I don't know where, what else to say, um, in terms of like pre-draft things we're going to come well, up it- yeah, just to build off that, um, we're going to be uh, re-diving into Dynasty as well. Yeah. Um, right. So we'll as uh, after our regular um, way too early 
uh, redraft rankings. We'll be going into dynasty and kind of, kind of like a dynasty update on um, certain players. I know we did uh, this last off season, we did um, a very hefty amount of player profiles for dynasty and kind of their age situation, um, how we see their outlook going. So expect something like that. Uh, we love I would dynasty. love to do that. If we could yeah. come up with player profiles and do that, I would nerd out on that so hard if we can come up with like a skeleton age you know it's plug and play once you have it all absolutely once you Mm -hmm. have the image mapped out mapped out i would love to do that we should 100 percent. we're definitely going to do that i think that's a great idea so uh expect that and then um yeah absolutely uh and then um once draft season kicks off um cole's uh will be doing a yeah. Uh, underdog draft every single day from yeah. the uh, from after the uh, NFL draft all the way until the kickoff for the regular season. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm going to crush underdog drafts this year. I, as I mentioned before, like I'm, I think I had 13 leagues, 11 leagues, whatever it ended up being this year. I'm going to shrink that down. I'm going to hammer underdog in the off season um, and then be really focused on that. I'd love to even do, do weekly stuff um, where I create a weekly rankings and then I'm drafting teams every single week. I'd love to be involved that way as well. But preseason from NFL, from rookie draft when best ball mania opens to the end of the season or the end of the tournament when it all fills, I'm going to do one a day guaranteed that's a promise. I'll do it live probably on YouTube. I'll have to talk to truck. He's the, he's the brains behind that, but we'd probably be able to just go live and do the live draft. Um, so that'll be on the radar. It's going to be super fun. Um, and then I want to do spinoff content with that too, to where do the draft live and then do like a quick rundown of each pick and why I made the pick and then short that on YouTube shorts, Instagram reel, uh, TikTok. It'll be really fun. We will be um, flooding the market with underdog shorts um, at yeah. that point of the season. But uh, I, yeah. I encourage all the roadies out there, if you don't know what underdog is, get familiar with it. It's a great tool uh, to make some money throughout the season and kind of have some fun. Uh, Coles and I, we ended, up doing, we ended up doing 40 teams last year. And I know we didn't really yeah. give a status update as to what happened towards the end of the season, but um, we ended up being very successful with a few teams. Uh, one team in particular made it all the way to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, we got real close, but ultimately uh, fell short. So yeah, we made um, money. We we're very much in the green. So yeah, that was good. Um, I would. Uh, I also want to say, as we're as we're young and growing, and there's time for this. If there's any roadies that want to get involved in underdog, I will do a draft with you sit in the passenger seat and you can pick my brain during the draft and just if you want to get involved it's super fun i'll 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 make myself available for as much as while we're young and have time to do that because that, that's how much i love it i fucking love it so if there's roadies yeah. out there that uh that want to be involved and uh, want me to kind of sit passenger seat and navigate through a draft room with them. I live for draft rooms. Yeah. Best part of the fantasy um, football uh, season is drafting for sure. Yeah. I'm also going to commit to a 24 hour straight stream at some, <laughs> point, at some point during the off season, I'll make sure it's on a weekend and maybe I even do like, 
I don't know. I'll think of something cool for how to do that just so that I can sit here for 24 hours and I don't have to break to make food or anything. Uh, so whether I, I don't know. I'll think about that is going to be something to watch. Just a full stack of rule one protein bars surrounding you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get something. Well, that that's a great, great point uh, with rule one for sure. Um, which actually is a good segue into rule one in our sponsorship. I mean, that was a huge, huge win to have of such a legit awesome sponsor and how um you know year one and how and and how supportive they were um so that continue on season two we'll probably get more involved with them now that we're on our own it was always kind of a little dicey like all right if we start monetizing with the sponsor how do we get how does that you know, work? Yeah. How does that work? We're better off just on our own, right? So we've yeah. you know built that relationship on our own. So like why, whatever. We don't need to get into the business side of things, but <laughs> yeah. that's just gonna grow. Um, I think we're gonna put our creative minds together and come up with like stupid little commercials, maybe video. Show. We're gonna get fun. We're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Um, I know when I talked. Uh, you know, when Tony and I were reviewing the numbers, they were really high. The conversion rate was extremely high from our views to orders. So that was he he, yeah. he was he was blown away by that. And um, that's a that's a big thanks to all the roadies out there for uh, using yeah. the promo code, taking advantage of that forty percent off site wide. There's yeah. a lot of great stuff on there. So thank you for everybody that uh, dove in and checked them out, uh, and be yeah. sure to keep ordering this some good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like, you know, thanks to everyone. Uh, that that's they're a great product. They're honestly the best period in the market. So, um, you know, I think a lot of that too is that the way that the supplement industry works, it's very competitive and flooded in the bodybuilding space. In that, like that's how they market a lot of things. So for us to come into a completely different in, in, uh, industry with people that of all walks of life, but definitely athletes, ex-athletes, people who, you know, uh, to, who appreciate um, fitness sports, you know? Um, so yeah. I think there is definitely a market there and, and we kind of opened, you know, Tony's eyes and the rule one team's eyes to that. And um, yeah, I mean, like truck said, it's a great product. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do a lot with it, so it's it's fun. We'll have we should have a link here for season two to where um, instead of us just saying visit Rule One and enter a promo code, we can post out a link that'll bring you to the website, and you can just go from there. Um, and, and that way, we'll you know be able to track some information. And and it's um, yeah, next step of the partnership so it's super yeah. exciting and thanks to rule one and all the roadies you know absolutely uh and then also be on the lookout we will be launching uh listener leagues this next season yeah uh, we're, we're going to be doing a listener league a, a dynasty league we're going to be doing a redraft league we're so be excited doing a guillotine league um we are going all out we have a pick em league we're going to have a um uh you know you name let's it talk, let's talk let's actually talk about it so okay all right let's do it um dynasty I think we want to commit to one dynasty league at least. Mm-hmm. A very like this is not going to be this is going to be a very like people are only going to have a team 
once we vet them and we know that they're like wanting to play dynasty, right? Like, yes. Um, transactions, just, uh, you know, being GMs of teams, a true GM role, not just draft and plug a roster on Sunday, like mm-hmm. true GMs. We, we're going to have, you know, committed, passionate people about dynasty. That will be really fun. One dynasty listener league guillotine. We'll get into, you know, the different formats, but I think we for sure do a guillotine league. Yeah. The, the best ball redraft league that it would basically, it's just going to be like what I think would be the coolest league. Like <laughs> I, I think a best ball, I think a best ball redraft league would be really cool. So that for sure. What else do you think? Like, do you think we do a keeper redraft league, like just a standard keeper redraft or like just a standard I don't, I don't, redraft, standard redraft, yeah, league. standard redraft. Yeah. Okay. Standard redraft league. So there's four. Um, and, and we don't all necessarily all need to be involved in them in each mm-hmm. one. So like I will for sure commit to dynasty guillotine and, and, and redraft best ball. I'll probably let, you know, you guys both or, Shane spearhead the one, the the standard league. We should obviously for sure have one. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do the pick them again, um, and we'll have a little bit of a conversation on how to make that better and keep people engaged. But yeah. um, what about a survivor? Survivor, hundred percent, definitely mm-hmm. a survivor league. Yeah, um, and I think we do. That's probably good. Um, we don't want to flood the market too much with shit but we definitely want <laughs> after after cole talks about uh minimizing however many leagues he's in we're just yeah but I, i'm only going to be in three so i pick them in survivor that's i may not even do the i'll do the pick them but yeah i'm like so involved in super contest and that's a whole different i can't taint my brain with pick them when i'm doing super contest so yeah it's tough I, I may not even really be involved that much in that um <clears throat> that's a whole different conversation. I don't even know if I'll produce that content on fantasy road show, but we got to figure that out too. Cause a lot of yeah. like my, a lot of my like super contest stuff is not really fantasy relevant. So I'm definitely going to blast it out with Cole sports. I probably will. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. We'll, when it comes, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I'll be, you know, very active in the circa super contest next year. Um, so that'll be fun and there'll be content spinning off of that. But, um, yeah, so the listener leagues, I think we do an episode, you know, how like this week or this year, how we did red light, green light, obviously staying, um, waivers will get better at doing waivers and that will be a staple. One of the days of the week, I think recaps listener league recaps is i think that's a great idea yeah so that'll be one of the days and we're going to be like making sure that not only those leagues are very active and fun and people that love fantasy are involved but we produce content as the season goes on so that they're fun that way as well yeah definitely um, so yeah, that's kind of what to expect from the fantasy road show here. This, uh, you know, the beginning of this next season, uh, we are not stopping. This is going to be year round. Uh, we will be uh, producing one episode a week during the off season. And then once uh draft season kicks off, you know what time it's it is. Crazy. It is two a days. Yeah. We will be doing two episodes a day live on YouTube, um, covering all sorts of different content. 
stay tuned. Uh, make sure you follow us on Substack, the fantasy, the fantasy You're going to have written articles for every episode hit to your email. Um, what what else uh what else do we have to plug calls to am i forgetting yeah, anything no Substack's going to be huge um shane o'mac does a lot of great work that's going to all be involved um you know we're going to be releasing written content with every i mean i love blogging and writing uh in general i know shane o'mac is mm-hmm. extremely strong at it as well so i'm glad you guys good. are because i <laughs> yeah. am a truck, terrible don't expect, writer don't expect truck to be <laughs> posting any articles um yeah I mean, that would not go well we were talking earlier with a, a good buddy of ours and he was saying how he's playing scrabble with his wife tonight and truck was like yeah i wouldn't be very good at scrabble i stick to three letter words bag cat dog i can't i can't expand anything other than that so it's, I, I, but, uh, I never do well in scrabble yeah but you know credit to you you do a lot of the production behind the scenes and we'll be heavily involved in the video production and the audio quality Mm -hmm. of the podcast so all of that you know i I wouldn't i can hardly even keep my mic on or you know (laughs) without it spazzing out which hey Hey, you haven't not you haven't you not haven't knocked down the light yet yeah, no. I don't even have it up. Oh, I, I don't. I, I don't know how to do it. I just gave yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, um, well, yeah. I think that about does it for our uh, season two episode wait, one. Wait, um, let's talk coaching real quick. Oh, of course. Yeah, we have some mm-hmm. updates, some uh, news and notes coming around the league that um, we feel that uh, need to be covered. Here's calls with the light. Don't, just don't knock it down, buddy. Um, yeah. So, I know this isn't NFL, but Nick Saban retired. How insane Nick is Saban. Like that was crazy. crazy. That yeah. was a big goat of college mm. coaching has retired. I couldn't believe it when I saw it come through. I thought it was some kind of joke, and uh, turns so out right. it's not. Um, that is that's it's hard to wrap your mind around. You know, Shane, do you have anything about that? No, I want to I would, I would me, ask Cole. Give me the mic. Yeah, yeah give Coles me the, is mic. the college. Go ahead, SEC calls. Wait, give me Coles, the mic. I just before you talk, I want to hear from you the top two candidates that are going to replace him. lane kiffin would be my choice okay. um but that makes a I'd lot of sense probably be like kiffin and and then lanning for oregon oh that's interesting young good yeah um i would say those two i mean like who else like urban Meyer's not obviously gonna come back mm-hmm. um i doubt I, it i i would do kiffin because i think he's super exciting and what he's done with ole miss is He's just a little edgy, and I don't know if they're going to go an edgy route. Like, Kiffin's a strong personality. There's risk there. He's behaved himself at Ole Miss and has built an awesome winning program. I would go Kiffin. I wanted Kiffin instead of Brian Kelly. I'm not mad at Brian Kelly. I think he's an incredible coach. I just think Kiffin's young, and he has um, got balls, and you need balls. Uh to compete with Saban is what I used to say, but he's gone. So holy shit. Big um, big shoes to fill. In terms of reaction, like I don't I haven't processed it yet. Yeah. Um, because it's always we're, we've been the little brother to Saban. Uh since I've been an LSU fan, since I've I've obviously always been an SEC fan because it's college football. It's the biggest part of college football. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what to say yet. Like, 
holy shit i almost don't believe it right um coles i got a question for you totally random uh sec football next year texas versus lsu who are you rooting for they're not in it always lsu against texas but i do genuinely love texas and i think this is i say things that piss off ellis a lot of my friends (laughs) at lsu and like no, I love really? the reason why I, I've always said I loved Alabama and that would piss off my friends at LSU. But one of the reasons why I love Texas and I love Texas in the NIL world is because why would you not want to go to University of Texas? Like, yeah. they're going to give you the most money, the most opportunity with the, you know, oil and gas, the, the whole, the whole texas football like it's just so much bigger here that you're going to get treated like a king and you're going to have all of the resources and the best of the best now playing in the best conference so to me like with the boosters and the whole situation down here in in texas and in austin now you have collective this this uh workout facility that uh an ex um uh, an ex football player for ut and Guy out of Iowa, whatever. We don't need to go into that, but the it's one of the biggest speed training off season um, speed training facilities now. So I know my buddy who put in the uh, furniture there. He said he w- went in to do a cold plunge one day, and in the like turf area, there was a DJ CJ Stroud throwing the ball to Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, like guys like speed training in the off season. So Bijan, yeah. uh, so you have outlets like that now in Austin where it all used to be West coast, LA, uh, Arizona, but you know, that, that that's another reason. Like, so I just think they're going to be such a powerhouse that I, I love that I get to go to the games and they're an incredible program. It's the most in, iconic program in my mind. Um, in college football so it's mecca in my mind yeah but i just thought that was interesting because i know how much you love lsu and how much you love texas for sure lsu they're on the same conference right so yeah it has to be lsu obviously (laughs) but uh when they go head to head but that doesn't all right well how about um another coach uh that is no longer coaching at their respectful team pete carroll Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Carroll was huge. Vrabel was huge. Yeah. Shocker, though. I feel like Pete Carroll was a bigger deal than Vrabel was... just because of how long he's been there, won Super Bowls. Um, you know, Pete Carroll is one of the only coaches that has also won a national championship in college and a Super Bowl in the NFL. And um, now he's out as the coach. He he may stay with the team in some respective format. Who else um, has done that? On the street, huh? by the way. Who else has done Super Bowl? Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. I did not know that. Miami and in, in oh Miami, Dallas, yes, yeah, Dallas. you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the coach of Miami. Um, did, yeah, so did, uh, Vermeil wasn't he down there in Miami? No, Vermeil was not as big of he was UCLA. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Mike Vrabel too. Mike Vrabel is out as the Titans head coach, which didn't make sense to me, man. Vrabel is such a good coach. And he is, um, you know, if Harbaugh stays in Michigan, I feel like Vrabel is going to be the number one uh, prospect for coaching uh, coming to whichever team. Um, you know, will that be the, the Patriots if, if Bill Belichick steps down? Um, you know, the Panthers, uh, their owner has a ton of money 
that he's going to be throwing at someone to come in there. So I, I don't know, man. That that's it didn't make much sense to me. Why would you get rid of her? There's another. There's another. Uh, sorry, completely off topic. There's another <laughs> one who is a cowboy coach, Barry Switzer. Yeah, hey, Switzer. it's Switzer, Jimmy, and uh, Pete Carroll. Cool. All right. Yep. Uh, but yeah, what um, do you, you, you were talking Vrabel? Yeah, Vrabel's yeah. crazy. I think he's the best coach in the league, or at least top three coach in the league. Um, and like, if we're talking like, obviously Belichick could be on that list, but like, he's getting old. Vrabel's young, and I think he's incredible. Belichick coach, had so. what thirteen losses this season? Yeah, but I mean. I think, look, I mean, the deal with Vrabel in Tennessee, why did they falter? It was like so stupid. It wasn't Vrabel's fault that they traded A.J. Brown. It wasn't Vrabel's fault that they drafted Malik Davis and then Will Levis. I mean, it was more personnel decisions that doomed yeah. that team. Yeah, that was really bad. Um, I, I don't know. I think he, even like after a huge win against the Jaguars in a game that they did not need to win, they played awesome Titans football in like yeah. very well coached game. I'll coach the shit out of Doug. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. That's a really bad, he, he's going to step in. Like, that's why I wanted, let's talk bears in a second, but like oh, God. the team, like the bears who just don't have a culture and are just a shit show. Look at the culture that Vrabel has set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would, unreal, I would, unreal. I would kill to have Vrabel as the Bears head coach. Just yeah. want to throw that out there. Okay, uh, the yeah. Bears announced the other day they are firing everybody except Eberflus. Yeah. Um, so How do you feel about that? Let's get um, your uh, get your the Bears. Well, I guess I want your real take too. But yeah, no. Here's my real take, and I I don't dislike Eberflus. Okay, um, I don't think he's a great coach. I, I will say that, but I don't dislike him. Um, once he took over the defensive uh, play calling, our defense was um, far and f- far better than it was prior to that. So, um, you know, he knows what he's doing and um, what the bears were able to do later on in the season uh, speaks volumes to him as a coach. So I will say that would I have liked a new coach next year. Yes. Am I okay? So with, um, I know. Am I okay with Eberflus this next season? I am. I'm still going to ride with them, uh, whatever decision they may they may uh, choose to, whether it's keep fields, trade fields, draft Caleb, trade away that number one pick, whatever it is. I I, I think the Bears will improve next season, regardless of that decision that's made. So I, I'm riding with it. I'm excited to see who we can who we can bring in as an offensive coordinator. I think that's going to be a huge huge impact on this offense as a whole. So, um, you know, am I thrilled? No, but am I mad? No. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm kind of right in the middle with the, the Bears right now. Yeah, I uh, here's my take. I think it's a horrible decision. Yeah. Um, I think they've made this mistake twice already. Um, it was Tressman, Nagy, and now Eberflus. Mm-hmm. And each time they kept him, kept them after a horrible season, drafted a new quarterback fired them the next season. So like you're just repeating that a third time. If Eberflus does not perform next year, regardless of its fields or Caleb, if he doesn't perform next year, he's gone. 
So like yeah, but this the this, same mistake a third time. I feel but like this. Um, this Eberflus, uh keeping Eberflus makes me feel like they are going to keeping keep fields. fields. I yeah, agree. It, if they it, if they were to just get bring in a new head coach, that would be a surefire thing for hey, let's we're going to draft a new quarterback. We're yeah. starting fresh. Give you guys a yeah, new opportunity. I, but yeah, I, that's where that's where I think it's going to happen. I if I had to put my money I agree. on it. Yeah, okay. I do too. So, all right. So here is my whole take: the whole "what do you do with the field" situation. I said, fire everyone, draft Caleb, um, bring in an offensive-minded head coach, Harbaugh, Ben Johnson, Coach B, with mm-hmm. Caleb. You have all the assets. You have your new coach with an offensive-minded quarterback, or with an offensive-minded head coach with the new quarterback. If he is, you sit him down with a team psychiatrist and he passes the is this a guy is this a mature leader is it is he an you have to have the intangibles the joe burrow the jalen hurts and you know you have to have those intangibles to be a franchise quarterback to be at a mahomes level talent he has so that is the big factor if he passes those tests get rid of everyone fields see a move forward with Caleb however they're also in a situation where if you keep Eberflus and really want to buy in on defensive football you have to bring in a young-minded offensive coordinator you're going to have to have fields learn his third offense in four years which Mm -hmm. will stun his growth a little bit but you can trade that pick and you have so many assets that you'll still be in a good position like yeah. you still will, but you know he's learning a new offense. He's got weapons that he has chemistry with, Komet, uh, DJ Moore. Um, but you trade that pick, gain a shit ton of more assets, sell Caleb as the greatest thing on earth. You're trading up into the spot. You know, get a Panthers more so even Panthers type haul. But yeah. um, I, I just like Iberflus has proven not to be a good head coach. So yeah. I think it's the wrong decision, and you're making the same mistake for the third time in a row. Would you expect anything less from the Bears organization? No, and that's why I think, like, yeah, the so keeping Eberflus shows that, like, Fields is the guy, and yeah. that's the right move. Get all the assets, and but the Bears will fuck it up, and they'll probably get rid of Fields and then bring in Caleb, and then you're going to run kind of- Caleb into the ground because you don't have an offensive-minded coach to pair with him. That's kind of where I'm at. I I want to be on record that I think the right decision for the Bears to make is to keep Fields, trade the number one overall draft pick, and and bring in a a hall of players to kind of build a better system around the Bears. Jalen Johnson. However, the Bears have been notorious, terrible drafters. Um, There is a a long list of bad draft picks the Bears have made. However, as of of recently, as of recently over the last year or so, a lot of our picks have been panning out. Brisker, uh, Jalen Johnson. There's a lot of players that um, have been performing rather well. Cole Komet. Um, So I I do think the tide is kind of turning a little bit. I do want to see what we can do with all these draft picks. Um, you know, There's I want the culture, it's the organization. Players. Like they're just a loser organization that are making the same mistakes time and time again. They're yeah. not winners. There's no culture there. It's just like they're that's the issue. 
is that there's no leader. I mean, as, unless Warren is stepping in as president and completely changing things and we just haven't seen it yet. But like, yeah, the Bears don't have an identity as an organization, period. Yeah. And I, I think that's going to yeah. improve next season. Shane, what do you yeah, think? Just your, go, what are your thoughts on there, Shane? Go pluck for your offensive coordinator. Go pluck somebody from that San Francisco Shanahan tree. Yeah. So whoever the quarterback coach is at San Francisco or Houston, I mean, we saw Bobby Slowick go to Houston from San Francisco and just turn them around offensively in one year. The mm-hmm. same thing when McDaniel went to Miami. Yeah, um, pluck somebody from that tree who's a quarterbacks coach now. Make him the offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, uh, but that's enough. That's enough. Uh, well, uh, you know, there's, that we, we went uh, through slander. Yeah, we went through that. Coaching carousel is good. We'll see how everything shakes out. Let's talk real quick. Um, wild card weekend. Um, I guess let's just go into predictions right away. Yeah, um, this is this is gonna first, be our only episode for the week. So yeah, yeah. yeah so let's talk right now. Um, first game, three thirty Central Saturday. Browns Texans. Who you guys got? Um, Browns Texans. I'm going Browns. I, oh, I feel yeah. like this is pretty simple. That I think we're all gonna agree on this. Joe Flacco is doing some special things with the Cleveland right now, um, and uh, I, I think it continues. Uh, I think he gets pretty far in the playoffs. Um, I don't think he'll make it to the Super Bowl, but uh, I think they're definitely going to do some damage here in the playoffs, and they're going to win rather easily this week. Yeah, I got Browns as well. I don't think it's because of Flacco. I think it's because the defense is so fucking good. Hey, Um, Flacco's been dropping dimes. Flacco's been outstanding, and he knows how to win. He's a veteran. He's the perfect person for that team right now. Yeah, But I think it's the defense – that is just star-studded and has been outstanding all year long that gets to a rookie in a huge playoff game. Yeah, they're at home, but, yep. uh, dude, I've been in – when I lived in Houston, I went to a few playoff games, and they got destroyed by the Chiefs probably every year, but it's yeah. going to happen again here with the Browns. I like them to yep. win pretty easily. Dolphins, Chiefs, uh, it could be the coldest game in the NFL, I don't know history or just this year, but I saw that really? it was projected to be zero degrees and could be the coldest game. Wind chill of minus sixteen. I've got a couple of buddies that I are going yeah, to Shano the Mac, game. Tell us, tell us about it, Shane Mac. Yeah, so it is going to be negative degrees uh, at kickoff, and then wind chill of negative sixteen as of now. So, Miami <laughs> Dolphins players are not prepared. For that type of cold, I agree. Chiefs, I agree too. Like, here's is it? Am I crazy? Um, Tell me if this is a crazy thought. Wouldn't you maybe take that team there, like Thursday or Friday? Oh yeah, take them there. Just get them do some practices outside somewhere. Get them acclimated. Absolutely. Will they? Who knows? I don't know if they will, but yeah, I'm excited. So yes, I have the Chiefs. Do we all have the Chiefs in that one? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see what this is a weird talk about just weird thought. I immediately was like, I want to see what McDaniel wears in that weather because <laughs> he's just so tiny and has always has the drip with his sunglasses on and his nice suit on. Shoes. Yeah. Like yeah. I- I'm curious to see what his attire is, but I yeah, he's got those little Capri pants always, you know, that <laughs> cut off at his calf. Yeah. He's yeah. just the Miami bro. Like, yeah. So I, I have the Chiefs because of the weather. 
Um, I don't necessarily, I'm not super high on the Chiefs this year. I think they lose next round, probably. I do too. Um, but Browns, Chiefs, those are my two picks as well. Yep. Bills, Steelers, I think we all think Bills win that game. Without um, a doubt. No TJ Watt. He's the everything of that team. Yeah. Packers, Cowboys. I have Cowboys. Um, I think they're going to take care of business against a young offense that, you know, they're really good and are going to be extremely happy with the year and making the playoffs. But the Cowboys are a force right now. Um, so I have Cowboys. Yeah, that's undeniable. Yep. Uh, I'll let Shane speak on that in a minute. But yeah, the Cowboys are just a complete force to be reckoned with this offseason. Um, you know, they got they're they're on a mission. And uh, that mission is the Super Bowl. We'll see if they get there, but they definitely will get past the Packers this week for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Packers get a couple of their guys back. There looks like they're going to have Watson back, Musgrave back, but Dallas has both of their starting guards back that they didn't have even last week. They get their best run stopping. Uh, defensive tackle Hankins back. So uh, at home, they're just they're just different. It's yeah, it's a big difference. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, agreed there. And then this one's interesting. Stafford going back to Ford Field um, and playing the Detroit Lions. What? This, I'll let you guys go first. This. Let me take it real quick. This is this is the game I'm looking forward to the most. Yes. I want to watch this game the closest because mm-hmm. in incredible Lions fashion, like yeah. they make it to the playoffs, but Stafford comes back. And I, I am picking the Rams to win this game. I think Stafford, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, the Lions ownership made a post to all the Lions fans. They are completely banning Matthew Stafford jerseys from all Lions fans. Lions fans are not allowed to wear Matthew Stafford jerseys in the stadium uh, for this game. And uh, Stafford, uh, Stafford's wife, you know, um, she mm-hmm. she's on the microphone a lot. She came out and made a statement like, hey, like this is completely opposite of the way that we feel about the organization. Like we have nothing but respect for you guys. And um, we're just kind of hurt about this. So I feel like this gives a little chip on Stafford's shoulder. And I just and there goes calls his light. Wouldn't be a show without it. I'm I'm picking the I'm picking the Rams to win this game. Uh, I I think they expose the Lions. I think the Lions are a great team, but Stafford and that high powered offense with Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, um, and that defense been playing better as of late. So I I think the Rams win this game. Yeah, I have them too. Like better quarterback. Uh, they've got better defense. They've how did got, that? What, what how did is that bubble? That? What was that? Where did Do that it again. come from? Do another thumbs up. Better quarterback, uh, better defense. What was what? what? <laughs> did you hit a button at all? No. Better, no. better. Whoa, I don't know what that weird was. Weird stuff going that on. was awesome. Oh, that bubble. I saw bubble on the side. What? Wow. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, so what were you saying, Shane? Uh, I just think, yeah, I just think they're better. Better defense, better quarterback. Uh, I think Laporta not playing, it looks like, is going to be huge, huge yeah. loss for the Lions. So I'm going, I'm going upset, too. Yeah. I have the Rams, too, and that makes me worried. Um, and I'll have to do a little bit more research on this game. 
because I I don't like that we all have the Rams. Um, <laughs> and I don't like that my reasoning is very similar to Ryan's. Because, um, like, if we're all thinking that way, then is that just something that doesn't happen? Like, it is such a Lions thing you know, to have all this energy and vibe and then Stafford. It's just the story sounds way too good. The narrative, yeah. The Don't narrative. you think the majority of the, of the money is going to be on the Lions? I haven't even looked, but uh, I'll I'm, do I'm my just, just what what would you think? What would you guess the majority of the money would be on the line? I think it would. Probably be. But, you know, besides the Bills, like who's know. been hotter the yeah. last four or five weeks than the Rams? Yeah. I mean, the Bills are the only other team that have been – yeah, I don't. To answer your question, I don't. I'm my brain's not ready for that right now. All right, what's next? Um, the Bucks Eagles. Eagles Bucks. <laughs> this game, I'm I am excited about as well. It's in Tampa. Um, the Buccaneers, man, they play some good football, and the the Eagles have been very suspect lately. And I think this is a, a scary game for the Eagles. Like, I, the Bucks have a legitimate chance to win this game. I am still picking the Eagles to win. I think the Eagles are able to get it done. However, I would not be surprised if the Bucks knock them out. I don't know. Shane, what do you think? I think if you're going to tell me, if I come up on Sunday or Monday and they say, yeah, A.J. Brown and Smith's not going to play, oh, it's Bucks. Yeah, I'm taking them for sure. Um, but God, it's hard wrapping my head around Philadelphia losing to Tampa Bay. I know even, even I it's know. in Tampa Bay, but, uh, I would probably, I don't think one of those receivers are going to play. And so I'm going to lean, I'm going to take Tampa. If one of them doesn't play, I'm going to take Tampa. Yeah, I have the Eagles. I actually, for some reason, think that if AJ's out, they're going to be better because of how toxic he's been on the sidelines. Um, I just <laughs> yeah. think that the Bucks are frauds. Um, yeah, they're in such a bad division. It looked okay in some games, but like they, the Panthers gave them a decent game. Like, I just don't think they're good. Um, Eagles are an absolute mess, and I don't understand what's wrong with them. Yeah, like, I don't get is it Sirianni either. just lost the locker room, and he's a bad coach. They're just not buying his bullshit. Like, what? What the fuck? How does a team go from being so good to so bad? They were eleven in one and one season. Eleven looking, and one. Yeah, and they were like starting to slip, and then a little bit of injuries, and then it was like quicksand. But like a team that has that many veterans, that was just in the Super Bowl, that has that much going for them, how do they just lose it entirely? Is crazy to me. Well, yeah. and I had read like a lot of players in that locker room did not like that late season change of Patricia taking away the play calling duties away. I can't remember the other the coordinator's name. Yeah, giving it to but, Patricia. But don't you think they had to do something? They had to change it up. Their defense yeah. was complete dog shit. So, you know, I don't blame them for making the move, but I don't think Patricia was the right answer either. So, yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, so that's what we have for now. That's my picks. I, I'm going to do, obviously, more research, um, and I can tweet out, like, what you know what my thoughts are before game time. But as of right now, that's where I'm at. Um, I typically like to read the markets and revisit why sharp sides are being taken 
So I'll be doing that research and I'll, I'll definitely uh, put it out on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, what other games we got? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's We're it. done. Okay. All right. Well, that has been um, season two kickoff over here. Yeah. Uh, episode one. We are so happy to be doing this. Thank you to all the roadies. Stay tuned. We got a lot of great stuff coming for you guys. Um, we appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, again, this episode is yeah. brought to you by Rule One Proteins. Go to www.rule1proteins.com. Enter promo code Roadies40 at checkout to get 40% off. That's Roadies40. Yep. Um, do you guys have any other um, closing statements? Yeah, I have a closing statement. I was going to wait until we were offline to say it, but might as well Perfect. just put it in at what the end. What do you end. got? I. I genuinely loved this last hour and 15 minutes and i'm very happy that we're back live on the mic talking football this has been awesome i couldn't agree more yep um all right well um stay tuned uh we got a lot more stuff coming for you guys and uh shane go ahead and sign us out buckle up thumbs up